Hello and welcome to the Talking Bible Podcast. Uh, my name is Brayton and I'm joined by my co-host Nathan. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into The Rich Young Ruler. And uh, what episode? What episode are we on? 14, I think. 14. 14. Man, we're getting into it. You know, <laughs> we're going to we're going to be 30 episodes in not too far from now. Yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. But yeah, today we're going to go into the rich young ruler, um, which is a super cool story about a man who um, comes to Jesus asking about what will give him eternal life. And Jesus's answer is quite, uh, quite good, I would say. Um, so uh, but first, before we get into the reading, which Nathan will read, uh, we are going to start out in prayer. So. Jesus, uh, we just come to you uh, thanking you for today. We thank you that you are just present with us and that you are the one uh, who gave us this good word um, and that we are able to study and take, take, uh, take what is good out of it, Lord. I just, I just thank you that, that you are here in the church today and that you are here working and that you are revealing to us the things um, which have not been revealed yet, and just that you give inspiration and that you are the one who gives creativity and that everything that is in the world has been created by you, and we thank you that you loved us enough to to, to die for us up on that cross and that you would give that to your creation, that you would give that blessing um, to your creation, Lord. And I just pray for everybody who is listening today that they would be able to benefit from listening to this podcast and um, that you would just bless them, that you would bless them beyond measure, beyond what they think you are able to do, Lord. We just want to see your hand. Um, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Yeah, so we're we're going to be in Mark 10 today, verse 17 to 31. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should make a note that they're... Uh, Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all talk about the rich young ruler. They all have pieces of this yes. um, with just some very, very, very slight uh, differences. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be in Mark today. Um, so I'm reading from the New King James Version um, right now. And so we're going to start at verse 17. Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Uh, Oh, wait. Uh, uh, Sorry. Uh, Do not bear false witness. Do not not defraud. Uh, Honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go your way. Sell whatever you have. And give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at that word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who are who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in the rich, in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than the rich than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, see we have left 
and or see we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, there is no one who has left um, who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospels, uh, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Cool. Yeah, this is a this is a super super cool story and it tells a lot about what the walk is as a Christian. But before we go into the actual verses and just kind of dissect it verse by verse, um just a little bit of context to um this story. So, um what's interesting is that um in Matthew and Mark uh before prior to this this uh encounter with the rich young ruler uh, Jesus teaches about divorce, um, and he blesses the little children, um, which Jesus' teaching about divorce um, is basically what therefore, like um, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Mm-hmm. So this, so the Pharisees come to him saying, um, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. So essentially they're trying to catch him in a trap, um, but Jesus responds that, you know, no person should be separated from from their partner, um, from from the one that they're married to, from their spouse. Um, so essentially, what what it, what it comes down to, the overarching picture that Jesus is talking about is unification in in, in this this teaching about divorce. And in the same way, when Jesus blesses the little children, it's it's the same thing, um, where the disciples were were getting frustrated that these these women were bringing their children uh, for Jesus to bless. Um, they were they were coming up to Jesus in, in, in droves and and asking Jesus to bless their children. And the disciples were rebuking them. But Jesus then rebukes the disciples and essentially tells them, you know, I'm I, I am to be unified with these people. Like he he wants to bless the little children and, and it's the same thing. It's unification. It's being unified with his people. Um, and it's interesting because you kind of get the same sense um, from this story about the rich young ruler. And uh, we're going to get into it. We are going to get into it. That specific piece. Because it, it's at first, you, I don't think you really see it. Yeah. At, at first, I don't think it's something super apparent. But it's really interesting once you start to break it down. Yeah. Um, because all of these three, talking about the divorce, talking about or blessing the little children, and the rich young ruler all have a piece of, of that unification that Brayden's talking about. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. So um, how do you want to, do you, do you want to just dissect it? you know, a little section by section? Yeah, I think verse by verse, verse by verse is, is pretty good. The The first verse actually has a lot of, a lot of good stuff in the first verse. Mm-hmm. And you did a little bit of study on that. I didn't get all the way into it. I was trying to meditate on a certain portion. We we both kind of went different ways with it, but... Um, this actually touches on, on legalism. Uh, let, let me read it really quick. Yeah. Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? The interesting, the, well, the first interesting thing is that if this guy is a rich young ruler, why is he running? Uh, why is he kneeling before him? It's it's this like outward appearance of, of humility that this guy is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the fact that he's a ruler means he's probably well known by a lot of people. Yes. Um, or at least his name. And so for him to be kneeling down before 
before this like outcast teacher mm-hmm. who's who's not held in the synagogue or anything like that. It's just it's kind of interesting. It's, it shows that he does actually believe in the teaching that Jesus is bringing forward. He t- he does trust that he is um, some kind of he does have wisdom that that he wants to um, draw out of Jesus. I suppose. Yeah. Um, but the actual the interesting thing is when he's talking, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit li- eternal life? And it brings in this like legalistic. Um, I don't want to jump. You know, I don't just want to go straight to like going back to legalism because we've already kind of covered that. But this piece, um, he doesn't ask God, "What can you do to give me eternal life?" Mm-hmm. He asks, "What can I do to eternal to to get eternal life?" Yeah, and that's super interesting. And so it's it's well, you have to keep the whole law, you know, and that's mm-hmm. and so it'll it'll start going into that. But um, so uh, it's okay if I go to verse eighteen. Uh, yeah, I just I just kind of wanted to say like. My initial perception of this guy is, you know, because like when you take the story, when you're when you're told, you know, this story in 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 Sunday school or whatever, you're like, oh, this guy's this guy is good until he's not. But that's like that's not the story. The story is is you know, no man, no man is good, and 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 I guess for he he doesn't have that that foreknowledge because that we do because it's stated in scripture, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go to verse 18. This is pretty good. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. Um, it's a, it's there, there's a, there's, there's a lot of people that think God is denying his, like that Jesus is denying his deity right there, but he's not, No, he's not. I think it's actually speaking more to the fact that this guy doesn't, this rich young ruler doesn't know who he's talking to. He's making a point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's. I, I was reminded just of the the standard of good that we have. It's like good and bad, like uh, evil and you know uh, good and evil. It's like there's there has to be a standard of what is the what is the 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 most good mm. or what is the the highest standard of good that there possibly can be, and that's God, and that's what Jesus is kind of saying here. Mm-hmm. But it almost it almost appears as though when he says good teacher. He's implying that that he he knows what the what what the standard of good is, yeah, and basing it off of um, maybe his standing or, you know, normally for us, I, I know that when I, I think as human beings, like apart from our apart from being a Christian and having you know having a true objective moral standard of God, mm-hmm. um, as as you know, uh, thinking of trying to think in like an atheist perspective, mm-hmm. um, it almost seems like we get our 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 goodness standard like oh i'm not a, if you were to go to anybody on the on the side of the street and you were to ask them like are you a good person mm. i i guarantee you probably 90 percent of the people that you were to talk to would say oh yeah i'm a good person exactly and so yeah. it's like well, where, where are they where is the standard that they're getting and like, what are they basing it off what of? are they basing it off like oh i've seen some pretty bad people in this world which means that i'm not as bad as them so well, what are they good. basing you know and then it goes to but what yeah. what are they basing that off of exactly uh, there's there's actually what is it uh ray ray comfort from living living waters mm-hmm. um he actually does that he goes up on the streets and he says do you, do you think you're a good person mm-hmm. and what he well, does I think I've seen that before yeah, yeah yeah and then he and then he he goes down the 10 yeah, commandments right. and and everybody screws up at some point i'm you pretty know? sure he got that from this yeah from that's from actually super interesting it is interesting i haven't thought about that before but yeah. yeah no i i really like ray comfort because he he he's not one of the street preachers who goes out and and says, "Oh, you're all, you're all, you know, going to hell essentially." But he he's he, he gives them the reality of of the the sin that we deal with. Yeah. Um. But 
I was in a, uh, I was in a, a, um, I do a, like a Bible study on, on Thursdays yeah. and, uh, and we're going through Romans right now. And I remember one of the, one of the guys that goes, his name is Matthew. Um, and he, he just brought up to me something that he had trouble with, uh, as we were going through Romans where it, it almost seems like Paul is, is kind of making this point that, that we're all bad. I, I don't remember the exact verse. I, 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 it's, it was one of our most recent ones and we've gotten up to Romans seven. So it might've been in Romans seven. Um, but going back to Romans three, there's this, there's, there's this section that I, that I want to read where he's quoting scripture. There's none righteous. No, not one. Oh, sorry. This is Romans three verse, verse, uh, verse 10, as it is written, there's, there's none righteous. No, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. Their throat is an open tomb with their tongues. They have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips or under their lips. Um, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they do not. They have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And it's like, when you are basing your standard of good off of just the people around you, and it's like the Off of your experience. Yes, off of yeah, your experience. Something that changes. Right. I, I can see, yeah, you, you might see some, some quote-unquote good in the world. You might mm-hmm. see some good. It's like um, the you know, just paying for somebody's groceries or something. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm, I'm saying that just basing your standard, like that's such a low, like that's such a low bar in comparison to God. Yeah. That is such a low standard in comparison to God. Can you do good things? Yes. But, but inherently we are people. It's, like it's we, the we, same way, you know, I think this is, this is a, a bigger subject that's talked about nowadays is, is in, in, in the church is, is love. Because the world has a totally different standard of love than than the church does, and and the reason why it's so different is because culture's standard of love is something that is subject to evolving, um, it changes. Whereas, uh, you know, the the church's standard of love has always been the same, and 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 the reason why it's always been the same is because it is in a person. Love is not a definition; it is a person, and that person is Jesus. So you kind of get that same perspective when you're talking about good. Is is good a a a definition or is it a person? Mm-hmm. And I think I think like I've had conversations with with my family before just talking about this subject. Like, is can can a person truly love someone if they are if they are you know not Christian? If they if they have no idea of who love is, how can they love someone? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you know, it's always been like a kind of a back and forth because it's something that confounds like what our cultural understanding is, but I, I don't, I don't think people, you know, and I don't want to get into that, but I don't think people can know love unless they know Jesus Hmm. because the love that Jesus has is, is, is a love that does not need anything back. Yeah. You know? And that's just totally culture. It, it flips what culture's standard of love is on its head, right? Just like a lot of things that Jesus does. But yeah, you know, it's 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 really really cool how how Jesus in that one sentence Jesus is calling into question what he thinks good is, mm-hmm. you know, and he's not denying his deity. He's making a statement right there about yeah. what the man's prior misconceptions of what good is to him, right? 
So, and it, yeah. you it, uh, throughout this whole thing, I love that that you kind of get this idea that Jesus knows exactly who he's talking to and knows exactly what's going on behind the scenes, even when this guy isn't outrightly saying it. When he's looking humble to everybody around him, when he's this, you know, uh, it's it, I don't know. There's an interesting thing that I that that I love that's going on behind the scenes that like you know that Jesus knows exactly what he's doing here and exactly what he's going to say to him. It's just it's I I love this whole this whole back and forth but yes um yeah. i think we're in verse 19 right yeah verse 19 um you know the commandments do not commit adultery do not murder do not steal do not bear false witness do not defraud honor your father and mother it's there's one interesting piece here it's like uh, we know that he's talking about the 10 commandments but why does he start on the second tablet like why <laughs> does he start with the interaction between people um uh there there are i think a ton of different ways that you could take this but but um I don't want to get to like the key point that I really want to make until we until we get to um, uh, verse twenty one probably. But, but basically, all that Jesus is saying is 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 are you able to stand before these laws? Yeah. and and say that you have done no wrong. Yeah, and of course his response is quite entertaining. Yeah. Teacher, so. all these things I have kept from my youth. Um, what's interesting here is like uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus kind of breaks down that the Ten Commandments go deeper than what they uh than just the the just the actions. Jesus is making the the point like if you lust after a woman in your heart or sorry, uh if you left yeah, if you left lust after the woman in your with your eyes, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's so he's he's basically taking it one step further where it's not just about doing the action, it's also about fixing the desires of your heart. Yeah. And so uh he must have not been there for that sermon or something <laughs> like that. But um, but it's it's interesting that that he breaks all these things down and um I th- I think Jesus knows that he's not being honest to it mm-hmm. because you break one piece of the commandment, you've already broken them all. Yeah. And so or you you know, you stand you stand condemned. Um so then verse twenty one. Then Jesus looking at him loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell what you have uh sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. I'm just going to read verse 22. Uh, but he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, sorrowful, sorrowful. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, for he had great possessions. It's interesting that, that why does why does Jesus bring this up? Mm-hmm. Like he ne- he's never done this with like anybody else. He's never done this specific thing with um, like you got to sell everything that you have. Like he, he's never done this before. Why does he bring this up? Well, this, the specific thing to this, this specifically rich guy. Yes. And, and it's interesting. It's like, well, it was weird that he started with, with the second tablet of the Ten Commandments. But now he goes, he, he's like, okay, you've kept all those? Okay, let, let's let's actually go down these, the, each the individual. The whole list. Yeah, yeah, so the very first one, <laughs> you'll have no other gods beside me, mm-hmm. besides me. This is his God. His riches are his God. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like putting it in his face. Like, are you really... Are, are He's revealing to him that this is something that he has been worshiping before God. Exactly. Which shows that like Jesus knows that that he doesn't know him. At least yet. I don't know if the rich young ruler came to Christ at all afterwards. Yeah. And and there's some speculation to that actually. But yeah. but I, I don't want to I'm sorry for that. No, uh, I don't want to speculate. Yeah. Um, but the, I, I agree. I agree. I think mm-hmm. that it's it's a revealing moment where Jesus is showing him. Okay, but but really, but yeah. really, are, are have you kept these from your youth? You know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I really this is, 
I mean, and to think like, you know, I, I, I don't have many riches or whatever, but I, I still do have, you know, the, the, I guess, natural predisposition to want to have money, right? And to think being put in his position as a rich man of the times and to have everything you have, right? Everything that you, you believe is yours, um, being told to be taken away from you. That would be, that would be extremely painful, especially if you put your, your, uh, you know, your worth into that, Hmm. you know, but it's like, it goes back to the, like everything that I have is God's, Hmm. you know? Yeah. So every single blessing that I have, whether it be from wealth or from friends or family or any possession that I have on earth, it comes from God, Hmm. you know? So that's, it's super interesting how Jesus goes about it. Just like the first one, the first one reveals the first issue, Hmm. you know? And, and so I I think people get this, this misconstrued idea a little bit of, Mm -hmm. of this, this story specifically talking about riches and like, you can't be rich and, and be a Christian. It's like, no, you can't be rich and love your money yeah. more than you love God and, yeah. and more than your commitment to Jesus and following him. If that's hindering your relationship, yeah, he might ask you to lay that down, just like he's probably going to ask a lot of people to lay a lot of things down that they that they put all of their value in. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know this guy. We don't even know his name. Yeah. But uh, there, and that's again, there's speculation to who he is, but, <laughs> but, but still, we don't know who this is, but obviously that the weight of his money was worth more than his commitment to Jesus. Yeah. And that's why he wasn't able to follow Jesus. Um, and that, that's an important piece. It could have been anything. Yeah. It could have been anything uh, that if he held it to the standard of God, that it was his God. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jesus is going to ask him to lay that down. Yeah. But um, uh, should we keep going? Yeah, let's keep going. Verse 23. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, I'm just going to read this whole paragraph, I think. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Hmm. Again, but this that specific piece is going back to that first thing that the guy said. What can I do to enter the or, or, or sorry that I may inherit eternal life? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Yeah, Jesus is saying it's impossible for you to do it on your own. Yeah, you He's can't going, take it into your own hands. Exactly, and that's I mean that that goes into the legalism. What can I bring to the table? Yeah, that, there's that, nothing that, that you can bring to the table. Exactly, yeah. and I, I think we covered this in the in the legalism episode, but. Even the good works that you do were prepared for you by God yeah. to give him glory. Mm-hmm. You, you literally, nothing that you do in this life adds to any, 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 any fragment of a piece to your righteousness. Like it doesn't add anything. It doesn't bring anything to the table mm-hmm. because it all comes from God. You know, and that's, that's so interesting because it's like, you know, you can like lately, I'll just grab something from my life. Lately, I've been, I've been struggling with, with the... If you don't know, I'm I, well. I'm the youth pastor at the Lighthouse Church. Um, Nathan is the head usher. But lately, I've been struggling with the youth group and just being like, you know, how much does the you know the way that God built me, right? The the anointing that He has over me. How much does that play into effect? And then making that like the piece, like, oh, I'm here because of my anointing or whatever. Mm. Like, 
Okay. Even though I didn't even know it, even though like it was creeping up on me yeah. that it was like a pride issue for me. Hmm. And, you know, over the past few weeks, God's just been tearing that back and revealing that to me. And I'm just like, oh, shoot, hmm. you know? Well, it's so, a good thing it happened now or like versus, yeah. versus happening, you know, like, or, or at least God tearing it down now instead of it continuing on that path. Yeah. Moving forward. But I think a lot of people struggle with pride. Well, I mean, the, and I can see that. I can see myself in the rich, rich young ruler because it's like, oh, I've been bestowed this great gift, you know, right? And that's that's basically a part of him. Hmm. Well, I've been, you know, bestowed this this certain anointing, this this anointing, this certain skill, um, and a calling that God has given me, right? And that has that 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 took my, you know, my one-on-one for a while, I would say it took my one-on-one relationship away from God when I was doing youth ministry, when I was showing up on Wednesdays, because I was like, oh, I, I got this, you know, I got mm. this within my own power, but it's like, I am totally, totally devoid of any skill, you know, when God pulls it away from me, <laughs> you know, there was an interesting experience. Like, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but there, there was an interesting experience where Mike our pastor, Pastor Mike Blondino, um, he he just had an experience where he was in the middle of a Sunday sermon and he just felt God take the anointing away from him, mm-hmm. just mid-sermon. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know why you're doing this, but I feel like you're telling me to stop the service right now hmm. and, and ask if anybody needs prayer. So he stopped. He said, you know, I don't know what's happening right now, but I just feel like God is stopping the service right now so I can pray for people. Hmm. Half the church got up. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately and started to be prayed for. It was amazing. It was, it was such a testimony to what, how much God is in control and how little we are in control, in control. Mm -hmm. Right. So dealing with that, like, and we might've gone on a tangent here, but I think it's important to note that, you know, there is so little, that we control. There is so little, like none of the things that we have in this world are in our own possession. They are all gifts from God. Hmm. So for, for God to ask for, for Jesus to ask um, him to sell all of his possessions would be perfectly within his, his power. I mean, that's the reason why this podcast started Hmm. is like, God told me you need to sell, you need to sell. I had a, I had a rifle and and a pistol and he told me, you need to sell your weapons um, and make something that's going to bring life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you've given me this this want to do a podcast for a long time yeah. and just talk about the word. Mm-hmm. And I followed it. And now we're here. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing, I mean, I'm more than anything, I would say that I'm seeing growth in my own life. Me too. Yeah, me too. So like on the flip side, you get you get a picture like, like in my own life, I'm getting a picture of where submitting it changes, but also the non-submittal part where you're taking it upon yourself is a detriment to you, hmm. right? Um, so we're all susceptible to pride. Exactly, I mean, the enemy will come in, yeah. and uh, it's always on like your weak, your you know your your weak moments. It seems, yeah. Um, the enemy's wise with with his timing for attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say which is why we need to rely on each other. But with that said, uh, we're all susceptible. And yeah. the enemy doesn't come up to you saying, hey, I want to ruin your life. You know, <laughs> he, he comes in wearing a facade or he comes in wearing a mask and 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 slowly and, uh, you know, yeah. 
sneakily creeps in and and you know wreaks havoc. But um, pride, I think, actually is is one of is a, I mean, I'm not just saying in the church. It's it's the <laughs> pride everywhere is a problem. But yeah. but in the church, I think um, we're aware that there's an enemy behind the pride, mm-hmm. and, and so. Um, I think it's probably a good thing to keep it out in the open mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, you're struggling with that or that you, this is, Hey, I, you know, I'm getting, I'm in my head about this a little bit, yeah. you know, and can keeping it out in the open so we can talk about it is probably important. Yeah. Um, just as brothers, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, yeah, I think it's, that's definitely a big piece, but you know, you see in the flip side in the story where, you know, he's, he's kind of like, I didn't want that in the open, you know, mm. I didn't want my idolatry, uh, interesting, yeah. you know, of, of money in the open. Mm. So he goes away saddened, you know, I, I, I doesn't even respond to it. I just, realized. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, but I think it's so interesting that, that Jesus decides to use money in this example, because, you know, it says in, in, I, I forgot the verse, but money is the root of many kinds of evil. Mm. And I think like, you know, I've had I've had a struggle with it where, you know, I was working a job solely for the money and then God told me to quit that job um, and trust his provision. And it took me like four or five months to actually do it. Sometimes that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, so I don't know. I just totally I totally relate because it's like you want to provide for yourself, but you have to realize God will provide for you, hmm. right? Hmm. So, I mean, I still struggle with that. Yeah. Like, I'm like four months into quitting my job, starting this podcast, working full-time at the church, um, you know, not getting the money that I would like, but being provided for nonetheless. And it's still a struggle for me. I'm still like, should I go get another job? And every single time I pray about it, it's like... No, this is a time for time of rest for you. Interesting. You know, every single time, you know, so being in that place where you're just solely reliant upon him hmm. is unsettling, but it's also comforting hmm. because you know that that if God can take you through this place, um, he can take you through any place. Hmm. And I think it's also uh, so we don't have an understanding of how wealthy, like at least in America, I know there's listeners from all across the world, but in America, if you are making 38,000 US dollars, I think that's the most recent statistic. If you are making $38,000 or more, you are in the top 1% of the world. So by by uh, the standard of the world, most Americans, probably like 90% of Americans are all extremely wealthy, hmm. right? Hmm. And it's a weird thing to think about yeah. because we're all susceptible as Americans. I know in culture, it's, everybody's like, there's there's activists that are talking about eat the rich or whatever, you know, and all that stuff, but they're probably making more than most of the world. So what are they doing with their wealth, right? Hmm. You know, and you see the same idolatry of money in the people that are saying eat the rich, right? Yeah. Because really, they're only saying that because they want more money. Hmm. So this is like like problems with money, and I like that Jesus is, is addressing it, is like a prevailing cultural issue in America. 
and I would say most of the Western world, is money, right? Because everybody wants to provide for themselves. Everybody wants to do what they want to do, and money is a way that people do that. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to security. It's like if they have a lot of money, they feel secure, but... That's actually very interesting. I like that. It's... Well, how hard it is... Sorry, this is verse uh, 24... Middle of verse 24. Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, uh, it is a security thing. Yeah. Where it's interesting that God's asking you to lay down that security mm-hmm. to take up a more of a trust in him. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It's like you're getting your security from from your paycheck. Yeah. Not from me. That's kind yeah. of that's interesting that God's allowing you to lay that down. And it's good of you to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Even um, though it took like four or five months. Well, it sometimes some okay. I, I I'll be honest. Like <laughs> obedience isn't always the easiest thing. So I, I you know, but uh, you're here you're working he, on it, he you know? had to he had to bash my head into the wall a couple of times you know and i was just feeling like you know there was the, there was times where i was just like so burnt out i was like why is life even worth living and i know we had conversations you know like talking about that and yeah. i had conversations with my family and stuff and Really, the reason behind it was I was so burnt out doing my own thing and I was just experiencing this death of not obeying, you know, not listening to God. And, and God was speaking to me through it that you need to you need to be called out. And it was only by being isolated for a week and a half on a on a trip that I finally was like, OK, I need to do this mm. because God God was speaking to me just massively over there in in when i was in ireland and Hmm. it was super it was a super cool experience but you know enough about me this this story this story about this rich man and just the way that that jesus uses it as a as a way to teach the disciples just how i like what you said just how how much of their their security they need to put in him Hmm. instead of their worldly possessions Okay, so verse twenty six. Mm-hmm. They were greatly astonished, saying that uh, saying oh, sorry, this is right after Jesus says that it's uh it's as though your camel's going through the eye of a needle, uh comparing that to a rich man getting into the kingdom of heaven. So verse twenty six, and they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Boom, there's the security. Yeah. <laughs> there's the security. Yeah. When you're looking at it from that legalistic point of view, there is no hope. Yeah. You can't work your way into heaven. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Yeah. It's And I think people underestimate just like the power behind what Jesus is saying right mm-hmm. there. And just how how peace how, how how we should be put at peace with that statement. Yeah. You know. Because people put limits, like, I'll be honest, I put limits on God and just like how much, how much provision like he could actually have for me mm-hmm. um, in this time, you know, but I came back from that trip after making the decision and texting my boss at my other job and I had received, you know, like I work at the church, the church has a daycare immediately after coming back, they were like, well, you already do IT and office work for us or whatever. Why don't we just, you know, pay you a little money each, each couple of weeks. And, uh, 
you know, just because you do work for us and all that. So I'm getting additional, you know, additional provision, you know, from these ladies, although it, it's, it's not like a crazy amount. It, it, it was God just saying, I'm going to look out for you, hmm. you know, even though you could survive on this, I'm going to give you a little bit more, hmm. you know, it was really interesting. Yeah. I, I really want to get to the end of this because I think that Jesus doesn't let this go. I think that he brings it full circle. Yeah. Um, and, and this is like the assurance. Like, I may ask you to lay down some things, but like this this is the, that full circle assurance that I want to uh, bring in. So uh, it's verse 28. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and, and lands with persecutions uh, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. The interesting piece is like, even if God, you know, if, even if Jesus says to you, I want you to lay this thing down, or I want you to give up on, on certain, certain things in this life or certain, um, like, I don't know. I think of, I think of, so many people are fighting for success and like, and that's what, that's like this goal that they have. I mean, sorry, from like a worldly point of view. Yeah. And that's like, they're, they're just trying to climb the the corporate ladder and get to the top, make the most amount of money for that security and everything mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, if, if let's say Jesus comes in and wrecks that whole plan, he's, he's, he's saying you won't like this world is all temporary and it's all going to pass away. Yeah. And in, in this eternal life that you have coming, you like, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has in store for those who love him. It's, it's this, God is going to, I, I think we misinterpret what this world is. Like this world is a battlefield Yeah. and there's a, there's a plan, there's a mission, there's a commission, um, that, that we are, we are in a war Yeah. and it's a fight for souls. And that's what this place is. This place isn't just about enjoyment. This, this place isn't just about this, this temporary stuff, the temporary pleasures of this life. We're laying that down because we know that what's waiting for us is so much better than anything we could get on this in this world. Yes, and that's the full circle thing. Even if Jesus were, were let's say you are rich and 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 He asks you to sell all of your riches, you don't think that God's going to have something in store for you so much better than that in heaven? Mm-hmm. That's my assurance. That's yeah. why I don't care about money. <laughs> like I, I, it's it's because it's none of it matters and it's all going to pass away. If God plans to bless me and He and He does things and takes care of me in this life, yes, I'm going to thank Him. And, and be grateful for everything that he does for me in this life. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to push that away. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to compare even like, even in the slightest to what he has in store for me in the future. Yeah. There's an eternity of, of riches waiting for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely an assurance. And I'm one who naturally I struggle. I like, I have this in, inner turmoil where it's like, in in my spirit, I I want to lay down the the love of money, right? Just like all of the things that you can do with money and all, like. But in my flesh, it's like, it's tugging, it's tugging. It's yeah. just like I want money and yeah. all of these things, and it's 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 like, you know, in a way, it's like a, a it's a it's a way of of determining how successful you are in in the worldly sense you can determine how successful you are by how much you make a year or what your net worth is mm. and all of that stuff, hmm. you know? And you you begin to, like, covet and, and want oh, yeah. and all yeah. of these things. And, you know, like I can see. I can see, you know, how it can be something. But, you know, to see where, you know, like, 
for example, this podcast, yeah. to see how laying down, okay, I want to protect myself. I want to have these things or whatever. And laying that down and just being like, okay, I'm going to let God be my protector. Hmm. And selling that, starting this podcast and see how it's blessed me, how it's blessed my friendship and relationship yeah. with you. Yeah. And that's one of the. And, and that's just the added bonus. Yeah. It really is. Like we're it's, going to receive we're going to receive treasure in heaven because we you know because we are we are doing this, you know. You know, that's 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 a really really cool assurance that not just in this life we will receive a a added bonus or a, like an a treasure, yeah. but we're receiving uh we're receiving treasure in heaven as well, you know. So. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a, like, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I I've talked to your, to your dad about it a lot, just about the struggle, how, you know, youth ministry, it's one of those things that you cannot, you cannot like, you cannot find a way to judge the success of the, of your youth group in, in linear terms, like, like something that is you can calculate, yeah, right? Yeah, you can't calculate it. It's it's impossible. Yeah. So it leaves the youth pastor up to whatever. You know, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's this is God, affecting man. anybody it's, it's or whatever. It's up to God. It's up to God. That and the, that's like the biggest thing I struggle with. Yeah. And I think like I've talked to a lot of youth pastors before and they're like, yeah, I struggle with the same thing mm. because it's like this inner turmoil of like Am I gonna? Am I gonna take it into my hands, or am I gonna leave it in God's hands? Yeah. You know, and it's the struggle. It's yeah. the struggle, and I see the same struggle with with, with this man. So hmm. this is something like I know. Last week, um, you were really doing like like the prodigal son is some someone that you saw yourself in. Yeah, that's my struggle, man. And this is totally my struggle. Yeah. This is totally my struggle. It's just like giving it like. Like, you know, I'm, I'm there. I'm the one who's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything for you. What, what can I do? You know, but then God really has to work into me afterwards. Like, okay, this is, this is what you need to do, you know? And, you know, thank God that, that he's worked with me this far, you know? (laughs) But yeah, that's something I really, really struggle with is just, you know, always, you know, going back to him and try and trying my best to listen uh, the first time, (laughs) you know, so, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's me. So Hmm. I don't know. Did you have anything more? Oh, well, I I honestly, so I I was talking a little bit about bringing it full circle. Just the last thing we were talking about unification and, uh, just, I don't think we really touched on that. Like that, that whole piece we were trying to like, kind of make that all come together with the, they talked about divorce or, uh, Jesus bringing up divorce saying what, uh, what God has brought, joined together, let no man separate. And then he talks about the children, blessing the children. And what we see here is that that his love for money was getting in the way of his unification with God. Yeah. And that was that that was the piece. All three of these things are all full circle. Like this this all comes together mm-hmm. um, in the unification, that, that things can get in, in the way of your relationship with God. Yeah. They can become your God. Yeah. Um, and so that's that I think was like one of the main pieces that that I took away from this and and just kind of evaluating the things that I have in my life and 
um, and what's getting in my getting in the way of my relationship with God and, yeah. and getting in my way of following Jesus. What we put before Him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting because, mm-hmm. like, when I I remember when I was a kid and I heard this story, I, I remember thinking like, oh man, like rich people, they're bad. You know, <laughs> I was, as a kid, you know, I'm not. I don't actually think that. Anymore, I still, I still think there's there's some people who are much older than a kid that might still think. that. Yeah. Well. Okay. But, yeah. They yeah. maybe if, if they don't. <laughs> that's possible. possible. <laughs> that's possible. But you know, I've heard Christians with that perspective who are just like rich people are bad. You mm. know. But I I can I see not that not that rich people are bad, but I can see how having riches can easily be a temptation of falling into that entitlement or that that whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's. It's not a prerequisite of being bad yeah. as having riches. Yes, yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's all I got for this one. Um, but I do love that story. It's the first time I've ever actually like sat down to break it down, which yeah. has been kind of interesting. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, but, all right. Uh, do you want me to pray? pray yeah, let's, okay. let's, let's get prayed out. Oh, Lord, I just, I just want to lift up this podcast. I just thank you for your word and, uh, and, this journey that you've kind of just taken Brayton and I on, uh, I just pray that you would just continue to build us up and um, fill us with excitement and hunger for your word. And just, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just light this fire in us and, and just keep us going. Um, I just thank you for this podcast and, and the opportunity that we have to share your word and talk about it and um, put it out in the light and, um, and give our best interpretation of your word as we can. And hopefully it gets better over time. Uh, I just pray that you would just uh, continue to bless this bless this podcast and and provide and um, and also for and and also provide and bless our listeners. We just want to lift them up and their families um, and just keep them safe from any sicknesses that are going on right now, any flus or stuff. Because I know that our church got hit pretty hard in these past couple weeks with that. So I just want to pray that that you would just keep everybody safe and um, and just protect them from the enemy's hand, God, and just allow any any schemes that the enemy has going on that you would just that you would just illuminate it and give discernment into into what what's going on behind the scenes, God. That you would just um, put a face to a name, uh, and that you would just protect us from the enemy as as we go into our next few weeks. So, um, Amen. Amen. All right. So. Um yeah, so we post every Friday, and then we occasionally post bonus episodes um, on Wednesdays. Uh, we post them both at 5 a.m. We're going to try and get into more bonus episodes um, in the future when we have, when we're, when we're able to use, uh, when, when we're able to get the funds for the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to invite more people on and, and do do episodes. So, um, but yeah, uh a couple of ways to support us. Number one, prayer. Prayer is the number one way to support us. Uh, we love, we love. Uh, if, if you if you guys have the time to pray for us, that would be a great thing. Um, I know that Nathan and I occasionally, you know, more often than not, get hit with things from the enemy, just stresses of life and all of those things. Um, and we want to continue doing the podcast um, in a way that is a benefit to you guys. Um, so yeah, prayer is a is a is a great tool um, to help us. Uh, number two, uh, another way to help us is by asking questions. We have a place on Spotify. I think it's just below the episode where you can 
you can ask questions. There's a Q&A tab and all of those things. We want to eventually start doing podcasts based on your guys' questions. So, um, Or maybe even just adding in like a question of the day or just a yeah. Bible verse or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Something that, that, that makes it more interactive, I think. With yeah, the, yeah. We want to interact with you guys. Yeah. Um, so you guys can either do that through uh, the Spotify thing that I was mentioning or... You can go to our email, which is provided below, talkingbiblepodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our Facebook, which is uh, Talking Bible Podcast on Facebook. Um, And another way you can support us is monetarily. We have a support the show button um, in our description, uh, and that gives you an option to support us on a subscription basis. Uh, And I think it's uh, three, you can either do three, five, or $10 a month. Um, and that really helps with the production quality and just putting more mics and, 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 and doing things so that we are able to better serve you guys. Um, what else? Oh, another way to, to, uh, is to give us a rating on whatever platform that you're listening. I don't know if every single platform, uh, has a rating button, but, a really, really good way to uh, help us and get more exposure is by giving us a rating. I know on Spotify, you can choose how many stars you want to give it. Uh, we have seven reviews so far, so um, please give us a review. Give us a rating, good or bad. It doesn't matter. Uh, let us know if you if you have problems with what we're saying. We would love <laughs> to have honest. a be brutally honest. We we do not need everybody's. Oh my gosh, you're so good, but they're really bad. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. Be brutally honest. Uh, in in and let us know if we're doing uh, good or bad. Uh, it doesn't matter. And then also on whatever platform you are listening to us on, give us a follow um, so that you're notified of when we post. Um, but yeah, we're going to post every Friday at 5 a.m. for sure. Um, yeah, and I think, I think that's it. I think, yeah. I think we're good for the, for the day. But it was, it was great. The story was great. Mm-hmm. I had a good time yeah. um, just relating, <laughs> relating with the dude. But yeah, I think that's going to be all for today. So yeah, stay tuned.